0: Welcome to the Stony Plain Alliance Church Podcast. We are a community that is about discovering fullness of life for everyone by practicing the way of Jesus together. Well, I was going to ask if you've ever been nervous about starting a new job. When I was 18, I was terrified. My uh, dad got me a job after my first year of college working in the coal mines, and he he said I get to go drive off highway dump trucks and I don't like driving. I drive because it gets me from one place to another and I don't like walking more than I don't like driving I guess. (laughs) People used to ask me when I was a kid what is your dream car? I'd say a limousine because someone else has to drive it. (laughs) And then at 18 there I was about to operate a 170 ton truck And uh, they actually have retired the very truck that I drove behind the Hinton Canadian Tire. And so here's a picture of it. I think we have that. There's my family standing outside. And uh, when I had to drive this thing, I was so anxious. And it was a a really high-paying job. But I actually wasn't sure I was going to take it. And so my dad set up a meeting with the trainer. And uh, his nickname was Slash. And that didn't inspire any more confidence. (laughs) But two months before I started the job, Slash took me out for a ride in the truck, and he had operated equipment his entire career, and he assured me, he's like, I can teach anyone to drive anything. And then that summer as I drove the truck, he would come out and check in on us rookies. He would even jump into the cab and teach us how to navigate the roads when they are difficult, especially when they are slippery. Those trucks are like giant toboggans. They spin around really easy. A- and I wouldn't have survived the summer without his help. And I actually wouldn't be as good a driver as I am now with all the things, without all the things he trained me. I'm going to come back to that idea in a minute, but uh, we took last week, and we're taking this week's message to unpack our SPAC vision. The heart of our vision is discovering what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus. To have faith in God leads us to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and do what Jesus does. And knowing Jesus is God and thinking about all the things he did and all the things he's doing, the idea of taking on this life can sound a bit overwhelming. Our SPAC vision is this, fullness of life for everyone by practicing the way of Jesus together. But when you think about it, our lives are so segmented. When I'm at work, I'm working on, you know, the things I have to get done. I'm thinking about the team around me. When I'm at home, I'm focused on being a husband and a dad and a neighbor and the to-do list. When I'm playing hockey or fishing, I'm, I'm learning these skills and probably practicing being a friend. But wherever I am in my life, whatever I'm doing, that's kind of all there is. And everything else gets put aside, even though there's so much more. But then when it comes to our faith in Jesus, we're part of a kingdom that transcends every area of life. The places we live, work, and play. Every environment now is a place that we practice the way of Jesus. So imagine if we open our Bibles, which we will in a minute, and the servant application was Jesus lived a perfect life, imitate him, now go. Like beyond overwhelming, it would be completely impossible for us to do this. To live the fullness of life and practice Jesus' Jesus's way, we need a trainer. Just like Slash trained me in the truck. Someone to show us how to receive and how to live out this life following Jesus, wherever we are. Because there's a temptation in this world, and it's very real, and that's that we keep our lives segmented. You go to work or school, then you come home and you do your home stuff, then you go do your hobbies and your hobby things, and then at the end of the week, you go to church. Faith in going to church becomes another thing to do, the Alberta life plus Jesus. And it becomes strenuous and busy and unsatisfying. It becomes religious. And not only are we now trying to keep up with the Joneses, but we're trying to impress impress God. And it's exhausting. But Jesus calls us to fullness of life. It means fullness. Everything we are and everything we do, done for the glory of God. And the good news is that Jesus lived the perfect life. And our work is to simply believe and to follow. And when we do, he says that we will find rest for our souls. That there will be joy beyond measure. And that his love will change us from the inside out. And that's not all the good news. There's more good news. Because Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, the master trainer, to guide us into understanding our identity in him and giving us the strength and the path to live it out. And the good news keeps coming because We also don't have to do this alone. We have one another. We have this church family to practice together. Fullness of life for everyone by practicing the way of Jesus together. Last Sunday, we looked at fullness of life for everyone. This week, we're going to go by practicing the way of Jesus together. So grab your Bible or your phone if you have a a Bible app and uh, go to Philippians chapter 4. Let's just get set up and I'll read this for us as we look for it. Starting in verse four, Philippians chapter four. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Here is the best part of our faith. We get to be We get to practice the way of Jesus by being with Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord. If you look at the bracketing passages in Philippians 4, it starts with that we rejoice in the Lord, and then it ends with God will be with you. It's the batteries of the Christian life, the joy and peace of Jesus. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and the peace of God is a fortress to protect us. And I've never met a person anywhere in any walk of life that hasn't wanted more joy or more peace in their life. This is good news to the world. Practicing the way of Jesus starts by being with Jesus. Philippians 4.4 is one of my favorite verses. Rejoice in the Lord always. And it was written to a church where life was far from easy and following Jesus was even harder. And the command is rejoice. Rejoice. No matter what life throws at you, keep your eyes on Jesus, and there will be joy. Imagine going into this church. Back in Acts chapter 16, we read about it, and the founding members of this church in Philippi, one of them was the guard who held Paul in prison when he practiced the way of Jesus. Could you imagine being there for one of the sermons? Paul gets up to preach. And he gets up to the the podium and he says, you know, following Jesus is the best way of life you could ever live, but it's not easy. People might persecute you. Hey, Bob, do you remember when you used to keep me in jail? Do you remember how I was there with Silas and then we were singing hymns and then God caused an earthquake and all the doors flew open? And Bob, you remember this? You were going to kill yourself that night and we stopped you. We said, no, no, that's a bad idea. Everybody stayed in their cells because they loved the worship service. And then you were saved, and your family were saved, and you started coming to church. And then Bob, unashamed, would look up at Paul, and he said, that was an awesome night. That night was so good. It's hard to believe how far God has brought me. I mean, you remember, Paul, you used to execute Christians and and put them in prison too. There is no one that Jesus can't reach or change. I just would have loved to have been there for that. When we give our lives to Jesus the Master, we become apprentices of his way. People who follow and learn from Jesus in every area of life. And he guides and he changes us from the inside out. And one of the greatest promises in Scripture is that we're given the Holy Spirit. He is always with us. We never practice his way alone. I was going through the, uh, under the stairs and going through some old boxes yesterday And I came across some cassette tapes. Remember the cassette tapes? (laughs) Remember when your friends would make you a mixtape and bring it over? And then your other friend would come over and listen to it on your Walkman. And then they'd want a copy of the tape, so you'd go get another one. And every time you copied that tape, the copy got worse and worse and worse. But when we're invited to follow Jesus, he is the only master Matthew 23, 8, But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. We're on equal ground. We're one big family of apprentices, the church, and God is the only master. We have access to his life because the Holy Spirit is given, and he lives in us and is with us. We get to be apprentices, and we get to be trained right from the original source. And the most important thing we can do with one another is continue to remind each other that Jesus is with you and Jesus is for you. And it's so important because if we don't understand our identity in Jesus, we get busy doing stuff, we get religious, and we don't have the power and the joy of being with Jesus. We end up striving and we end up falling into patterns of feeling guilt and shame, not, not if but when we mess up. Because at times we all have bad practices. And we feel overwhelmed when the inevitable face uh, of trouble comes in this world. And yet the promise that we read today is that whenever we feel anxious, whenever life throws everything it has at us, which does feel a lot like the last few months or a year, it says with thankful prayer, Jesus is waiting and wanting to help us. Direct help and guidance from the master himself and his peace will guard our hearts and our minds. He will bring us through any challenge with rejoicing. And prayer is the thing that reminds us that God is faithful. And prayer reminds us that Jesus is trustworthy and he has good for us. Prayer builds our trust in Jesus. In every situation, present your request to God. Next, as his family, we get to become like Jesus. Jesus is training us to be like him. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I love it. As I read this verse, I actually see Jesus in the verse. It's like a description of him. He is true, the way, the truth, and the life. We sang that this morning. He is noble, the King of kings, right and pure. He's without sin, the spotless Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. It says that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And then as I was studying this verse, one of the amazing things about it was all of these phrases, these descriptions true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, there actually were were common phrases from that culture and they were descriptions of a great friendship. Being like Jesus invites us to see where God's beauty can be called out in the the ordinary places of life. We maybe call it seeing the redemptive potential or watching the new creation break into the world and the people around us. Practicing the way of Jesus is recognizing where God can bring good news, healing, restoration, freedom, and salvation to the people and places where we live, work, and play. Jesus is the master, and he's the master at seeing redemption. You know, when it came to Peter, people saw this impulsive tradesman, and Jesus saw a fearless leader. Nicodemus was a scared Pharisee who only wanted to meet in the dark, and Jesus saw someone who would be a part of the resurrection story. Matthew, a tax collector, despised, becomes one of the authors of the best-selling book the world has ever seen. A sinful woman, a possessed man, and Jesus comes to them and he says, you're evangelists, you're going to change this world. And we're called in the verse to think about such things, and it actually literally translates to take into account what does life look like if we examine the world through the transforming power of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus. Practicing the way of Jesus means we get to be like Jesus. We can approach life through the grace and truth that he incarnated. Jesus fleshed out the gospel literally. One day, I went upstairs in my house, and I found my wife lying on the floor face down. Now, that might sound like a scary medical emergency, but it wasn't, uh, just to put you at ease, because her Bible was open beside her. She was completely pancaked by the Holy Spirit. I had to get something, so I actually just stepped over her and grabbed it and then left the room. (laughs) I was just like, you know, she's having a little Jesus time. That's all right. The master was talking to her, and she had a vision in that moment. And part of this vision, she was in heaven. And as she was in heaven, Jesus was leading up these stairs that were made out of gold, and they were warm. And Jesus told her, that the, tier, that the stairs are made out of the tears of the saints. It's a powerful image. And the point was this. All of the hardships we go through, all of our struggling, all of our pain, none of it gets wasted. Jesus knows every tear. And he has a redemptive plan to bring good out of everything we face, everything we experience. He wants to work for the good of those who love him and when called according to his purposes. And so we, the apprentices, we get to join the master in how he looks at the world and encounters it. 1 Corinthians 2.16 ends by saying, but we have the mind of Christ, that by the Spirit we are offered wisdom to know how to practice the way of Jesus, to be like him. We can respond in trust and obedience because we know what he's like, we're invited to join him, and we share in the same identity and mission to bring good news to others. He will always be the master because only Jesus can save but we get to join him as this story unfolds of the kingdom of God breaking into reality. We're invited to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to do what Jesus does. Philippians 4.9, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. In another scripture, Paul writes, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. We get to do what Jesus does. And again, if he hadn't called us to the fullness of this life, it would be completely impossible. But Jesus has called us, and nothing is impossible for him. Now, I don't want to get too uh, prescriptive of how this might kind of play out in our lives. The next series, we're going to walk through the Gospel of Mark, and it's an action-packed book. It really is the, the action movie of the Gospels. And there's tons of examples of what Jesus does and things that we're invited to try to do as well. But what I want to encourage us with today is that we need to keep perspective of who Jesus is, the God who does impossible things and loves to do them through improbable people like you and I. I met this evangelist at a family camp. His name was Justin Reese, and he wrote this book with kind of a cheeky title. It really matched his personality. He said, Love Your Neighbor for God's Sake is the name of his book. (laughs) And it encourages people to find out what would happen in the places of your life if Jesus was big there. And by big, he means all loving, completely capable, and all powerful. And of course, Jesus is all these things. But often we act out of our insecurities rather than out of who our king is. And that's not a comment to make us feel shame or, or guilt. It's, it's a call to prayer. Prayer to ask God for a better perspective. And, and Justin found the most effective way to share Jesus' work was by building relationship with others. And then when it came to things in their lives that only Jesus could handle, he would invite them to pray to Jesus just as he would when there was things he couldn't handle in his own life. And inviting people to pray, directly connecting them to the master. And Jesus would show up and answer those prayers, and communities would start to get changed. This was the way that he would say, follow me as I follow Jesus. Another story I love is the story of the cowboy Jesus. There's a young adult I met in Elkford, B.C., And I was there driving trucks again. And this guy had a dream one night and he was out on a ranch and he could see all of the problems of the world on the outside of his property. And he was overwhelmed and he was in tears. And Jesus rode up to him on a horse wearing a big cowboy hat. I love how Jesus meets us where we're at. And this is exactly where this guy was. And Jesus grabbed him by the hand and he pulled him up on the back of the horse and he's like, I want to show you something. And they rode out together to look at all the problems of the world together. And then Jesus asked him, he's like, what do you see? And this guy said, Jesus, all I can see is the back of your head. (laughs) And Jesus said, well, what about all the problems of the world? Jesus, I told you, all I can see is the back of your head. And he woke up and he realized If I keep my eyes on Jesus, Jesus can take care of everything else. He's big enough to handle it. It's good news, right? So before we run off and try to do the things Jesus does, and we are invited to do that, let's first ask ourselves, are my eyes on Jesus? Is Jesus big in my life? Is Jesus big in my home? Is Jesus big in my workplace is Jesus big in the locker room or out at the lake or walking on the trails wherever I go we look to Jesus and then we put our faith into practice we put our faith into practice and here's the last reminder let's do it together fullness of life for everyone by practicing the way of Jesus together and we don't have to try this alone Jesus loved Jesus loved to send his apprentices out two by two. Who do you practice the life of Jesus with? Is it your life group? Are you on a serve team or on a ministry team? Do you have an accountability partner? And when I say an accountability partner, I don't mean somebody who points out when you screw up. An accountability partner is someone who says, don't miss out on the kingdom of heaven. It's breaking in. And they help you. On that journey Jesus wants us to practice together to love one another to encourage one another and in very polarizing times he wants us to simply bear with one another in love and I want to encourage you to consider how you can lean in and grow in this church family how can you commit yourself to this vision that God has called us to together Because here's what the guarantee is. The best things of his kingdom for Stony Plain Alliance Church are yet to come. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. To discover more about Stony Plain Alliance Church and its ministries, visit our website at SPAConline.com. Grace and peace.